that's what I love because you're your first time investor, right? They're typically focused on the single family, maybe duplex up to fourplex. And then you're again, like we talked about, the larger hedge funds, big firms are focused on the big. So there really is this this niche that we found is just a sweet spot. There's just, just really good deals. There's a lot of opportunity, less competition. Yeah. And it's a great entry point. This video is brought to you by Fast Track, a partner program where Jerry Norton will fund your deals and mentor you. Learn more at FastTrackWithJerry.com. Awesome. Well, Clayton, thanks for sitting down with yeah, me and sure. doing this interview. Um, I've known a lot about you. I think we maybe met for a minute one other time. And so I'm excited to kind of sit down and do this interview video with you. And the topic we're going to be talking about is really uh, a fascinating topic. I love talking about how you can progress from, you know, where you start out into other bigger things. And as a wholesaler and an, and an active flipper still, what's been exciting is the path you've kind of been focusing on is multifamily. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what's the process been like for you, first of all, to transition from single family wholesaling flips into now commercial multifamily and, and that process a little bit, because Clayton, I don't know if you know, but a lot of the people listening, they're, they're wholesalers. A lot of them are working on that first deal. Uh, some of them are flippers, you know, but bigger picture, I think most people want to continue to progress in their business. Yeah. And so what's that look like for you? Yeah. Great question. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started out probably like most of your, your audience and, and yourself, we started flipping homes back, you know, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. That was going great. Started building that. Um, and actually, the first property I ever bought for myself, me and my wife, was a, a triplex. Oh. So we, you know, we wanted to live somewhere. We were looking at, hey, how could we save cost? We found this property that was you know, super cheap back in the day, just after you know, the recession. So we ended up buying that, living there basically for free. And so that's really what kind of clicked for me. I was like, holy cow, I can like house hack. I can house live hack. here. I can rent these other units out and live for free. So that's what really started getting the wheels turning. And so at the time I had a goal of like, Hey, I want to buy an, another rental per year. And at the time it was like duplex, triplex, fourplex type properties, right? Smaller multifamily. And so that was kind of my goal at the time. It's just every year, if I could find a way to buy one of these and just rent them out. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I started. Good long-term goal, one a year. Yeah, yeah. And and really, what the catalyst was for me to really jumpstart it into like, hey, let's let's exponentially grow this and compound this more than just one a year, was when I started getting my tax bills. Like I was uh-huh. I was making decent money as a flipper, right? You're speaking my language yeah. now. Tax ta- tax management <laughs> yeah, that's like is your, like your thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but you, as you scale and grow, I mean, that's a real thing that you know you start looking at that tax bill, you're like, holy cow, like. I've worked a third of my year just to pay to the government. Especially if you're wholesaling and yeah. flipping because you're going to be in the highest tax bracket because exactly. that's ordinary income. Exactly. So that's when I started to learn about, you know, cost segs and depreciation and all these, these benefits that, that owning real estate, not just residential, but larger commercial, it just compounds the, the amount of depreciation you can take and offsets your taxes. So, you know, it was, it was after a year, I wrote a huge check to the government. I'm like, this is it. This is the last time I want to do this. <laughs> I, there's got to be another way, right? So that's kind of what, what got the wheels turning. And, and you know, at, at the time, I'd already been buying a few, uh, you know, duplexes, fourplexes type things. And I was like, you know what? I think I can scale this and, get, and grow bigger. And really, I, I think the hesitation that a lot of people have is when they think about buying multifamily, it's, it's scary. It's unattainable. 
I mean, you see these big firms and guys that have huge teams and they've got CPAs, they've got accountants on staff. It's like, it can get overwhelming. It's like, oh, this is like, this is for a corporate job. This is something bigger than I could ever accomplish. People think of the Grant Cardones and the Ken McElroy's where they get, you know, they do these placements and do these thousand doors on one deal type of thing. And it feels like way out there. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's what stops a lot of people. In fact, a lot of, a lot of my, my students and a lot of people that I mentor, that's where they're stuck is they're like, Hey, I want to do this, but I, I mean, this is just too much. It's just too big. And so that's why I kind of focus on and where we've specialized in is, is the smaller to midsize multifamily. Typical units are what? So anywhere from 10 to 30 units. Okay. Yeah. So it, that is, is much more attainable. And, and honestly, it's a lot easier to, to break into that as opposed to going out and saying, okay, I'm going to go buy a 500-unit apartment complex. I mean, that's, would you that, say that's a huge jump. Would you say there's also less competition because the big fish don't want the 30 units. They want the multi-hundred units. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of fall into this place where you can still find good deals because a lot of the operators are still mom and pa type mm-hmm. owners, right? They're, they're tired landlords, just like you would get in a single family, you know, wholesaling or you're out marketing. It's the same kind of owners, and they're not very sophisticated like hedge funds that are buying these bigger, you know, uh, properties that they're not going to sell for a discount. So in my mind, you can actually find good deals still, right? There's still good deals out there. You can still negotiate and they're, they're a lot more attainable financing wise. You know, you don't have to raise as much money anyway. So it's, so that's why I, I kind of pitch like, Hey, start with the, the smaller to midsize multifamily, start learning that. And then that will, you know, kind of propel you into, to larger deals. Yeah. I love that. I want to take a second here and just kind of talk a little bit about multifamily and kind of the investing strategy and correct me if I'm wrong, but I look at kind of like three big things with, with buying and holding, I guess this applies with single family, but especially multifamily, you've got appreciation, meaning, you know, hopefully over time it's worth more. And if I've got debt in place, hopefully over time, as that debt gets paid down, my, my equity grows, right? So you got that appreciation and equity You've got cash flow, which is what most people think of. They think of, okay, I'm going to buy multifamily, the whole Robert Kiyosaki, right? I'm going to, yeah. when my, when my income exceeds my expenses, I'm free, yeah. you know? And so a lot of people look at the cash flow, but that depreciation that you touched on for a second is the third one. And for some people, for me and at the place you're at, where you're actively flipping over here, making all this high income, puts you in these super high tax brackets not only are you then with multifamily capitalizing on the appreciation and equity and, and the cash flow, but also this big depreciation write-off. And what the government, if you don't know what the government allows you to do, the IRS says we will let you expense a portion of your total asset over time because it's going to wear out. And that now becomes a non-cash write-off on your tax return which can become huge. In fact, it can become the most important part of the whole asset is because now instead of paying, now instead of hitting the 50% tax bracket or the 40 some tax bracket, you could reduce that quite a bit, which is the same as money in your pocket, right? And so people need to be thinking about, you know, as you grow and develop your business, maybe it's not such a concern now, but I wish, maybe you think this way, I wish I would have started a whole lot earlier planning for tax management, you know, that would be coming down the road. I just didn't until it became a problem where I'm writing these massive checks like you. And now it's like, okay, what am I going to do about this? I can't keep doing this. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And, 
and even a lot of the investors that invest with us, I mean, they're not even as concerned so much with the cash flow and thing. I mean, obviously that's great. They want yeah. a good return, but it's more about, hey, I'm facing a, you know, I'm going to be writing a million dollar check to the government. How do I offset that? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's either you give that money away or you go buy more assets that are going to, you know, keep awesome. appreciating, you know, you, you, all that. Right. So yeah, when you look at it as a whole, from a whole strategy, it's amazing what, what commercial, it, it can be multifamily, yeah. it can be office retail. I mean, it doesn't have to be multifamily, but but when you invest in real estate, right, it's yeah. there's just so many benefits as opposed to other investment vehicles. Yeah, and, and Clayton, I mean, this is a very relevant conversation for me because rather than go the uh, acquire assets route like you're doing, I moved to Puerto Rico and took yeah. advantage of their you know <laughs> big tax incentive. But that's a window of time. I'm gonna at some point we're gonna you know come back to mainland. I'm gonna fall back into the same tax brackets, yeah. and so learning and planning and starting to acquire assets similar to like what you're doing is going to have to be a big priority. You can't, you, there's no way around it unless you're okay paying 50% of your income to the government, which <laughs> most people aren't. Yeah. Uh, so I love though what you're talking about here where you've kind of created a niche in this, this kind of pocket of multifamily that's under the radar for the big dogs, but yet it's not so slow that it's a duplex at a time. Yeah. It's kind of hitting that you know, mid-range of 30-unit type of properties. Yep. Are you able to um, are you able to leverage some creative finance on some of your deals? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's the beautiful thing too, is because it's mom and pop, yeah, so they're going to be open and, to yeah, it. Mom and pop owners. I mean, it's a lot of the deals we've had have been creative finance, right? And it's that's the thing. It's it's more similar to single-family type investing, right? And a lot of people don't think that they're like, oh, well, it's it's five plus units, it's commercial, like it's, it's kind of out of reach, but it's, it's actually very similar. Same concepts, same underwriting strategies. Uh, you know, you're just adding a few different things, but yeah, that's what I love because you're, you're first time investor, right? They're typically focused on the single family, maybe duplex up to fourplex. And then you're, again, like we talked about, the larger hedge funds, big firms are focused on the big. So there really is this, this niche that we've found is just a sweet spot. It's just, just a wide open Really good deals. There's a lot of opportunity, less competition. Yeah. And it's a great entry point. Would you recommend for newer investors that are just getting started to start like with what you did and do the, do the two, three, and four unit and maybe get a little bit of experience there? Or are you thinking people could jump right into the 10, 20, 30 unit type of deals? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I believe people can jump right in to yeah. the larger deals. And it, and if that sounds scary, right, <laughs> there's ways to do it where to, you can mitigate risk and, and, and leverage the experience of other people, right? So like a lot of our students or a lot of people I mentor, you know, that's, that's the same question they have. It's like, well, how do I do this? It's like, well, hey, you know, if you find a deal or if you talk to a seller of one of these types of properties, bring it to us, bring it to someone like us, right? They can help walk you through the numbers, can help you look at the underwriting in a simple manner. Maybe partner even partner. With you on the deal. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe right? partner or bring equity or bring something exactly. to the table. At least experience on how to structure. Yep. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, I like to use the same analogy back with single family in price point. So what I'll tell people is it's just as much work to do a home that's got an ARV of 150000 as it is a home with a 600,000 ARV, right? It's still a contractor. It's still a kitchen. It's still paint and carpet, right? Yeah. But yet you're gaining so much more, you know, you're getting three, four times the profit on that deal. Yet it's the same time, energy and effort and work. I think what you're saying is doing a duplex or doing a 30 unit 
there's not a whole yeah. lot different in putting a deal yeah. together just, and doing just a deal. more zeros at the end just that, just that's more capital really what it is yeah yep you, it's still property management it's mm-hmm. still kitchens and baths and if anything i mean we, we haven't touched on this but like the financing piece is is actually a lot easier like when i was buying duplexes fourplexes like that was like uh, you know pulling teeth, brain damage, right? You're you're doing tax returns, <laughs> you know they they're they're combing through every financial, yeah. your whole history, right? But yeah. when you get into the commercial loan side, it's a lot easier, it, and it, and it's endless. Like there's no cap on how many loans you can get. Where conventional loans, you got your cap yeah. at ten. So and that's just, because the yeah. assets stands on its own. Exactly. Whereas one to four units, they're looking at your personal exactly. income. And it doesn't go in your personal credit, yeah. right? There's no personal guarantees. I mean, it's it's just. It really opens up a whole nother world of like, wow, this is actually a lot simpler than I even I thought it was when I was just buying duplexes, fourplexes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, what's your goal? Do you have a a, a door a, a number of doors goal, or are you just taking it as they come? Great question. Or? Yeah. So what my goal thinking? this year was to buy uh, a thousand doors. Okay, so that's a big goal. It is a big goal. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. Hey, that's I How found you feel like it. you're doing. We're we're on we're getting on track. There. Yeah, we're, we're under contract on about 230 doors now, and okay. we already own about 300 doors. So, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll get close to that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really phenomenal. Thank you. So, congratulations on on all your success, guys. Leave a comment and say, Clayton, you're a flipping genius or a, a, a multifamily genius. Um, but I love this conversation because, you know, I think people listening right now, wherever you're at. Um, you want to be thinking about how can I continually progress, right? What does it look like to go to the next step for me? And you've done the same thing, which I've done, which is you've taken wholesaling, which has been your, your backbone and your roots. And you said, how can I use this as a stepping stone, right? To, to get into other things. And your route you're doing right now is, is multifamily. And isn't it exciting to think back to like when you started wholesaling to this progression you've gone into now to doing, you know, a thousand doors this year in it multifamily. Is. It's pretty it, crazy. It's amazing. And, and, and it, I mean, I've seen videos like this all the time where even people you've interviewed and you yourself, it's, I think the audience can, can view that and say, oh, well, these guys are different. Yeah. Right? These, these guys have something I don't have. Of either, course either, Clayton can do yeah, it. Yeah, of course right? he can do it. He's, <laughs> he's got the network or he's got yeah. the history. What? No, I'm just as regular as any other person, mm-hmm. but it really just comes down to focus and discipline, right? Yeah. Like, if that's what you want, you have to just work every day in some direction to move that needle a little bit closer to what you want, whether that's learning new skills, watching YouTube, you know, yeah. following Jerry here. So it's, it's really more attainable than I think most people think, yeah. but they, most people just give up before they even start, right? Yeah, great advice. Love that. So guys, I'm going to put Clayton's uh, some information below in the description. So I know you're putting out a lot of content. You're helping people learn how to do some of these things. So that you can follow Clayton, definitely get in his world. He's doing some amazing things. It's exciting to see all that you're doing. And and uh, I'm just happy to be a part a little bit of your world and get to see some of that. It's 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 great. And oh, keep you. doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring people and changing the world oh, one, likewise, one door man. at a time. No, man, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm bound down to you. You are the master. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry knows well, what he's talking about. Thank you. And <laughs> honestly, um, the opportunity with, with rental right now, I mean, I know you know this, but the demand for rentals is is going to continue to skyrocket because of interest rates and and prices being as high as they are. So many people have to continue renting, and that demand is just huge. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so underserved, and it's such a safe asset, right? People always need a place to live. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I so think it's, it's a great it's, it's a great stay. strategy, great place to yeah. go. 
Guys, tear it up. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel. And again, thank you, Clayton, for, yeah, for being you. here and all you do. And we'll see you on the next video.